You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, golfers. The golfers here. Back to the Fan Golf Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Welcome back to the Golf Show. I am Mike Todorich. I'm your host. We've had um, a fair amount of conversation this morning about match play and the Masters and the week in between, what it all means. And I don't know if we solved that or not, but um, my next guest uh, can probably shed some light into all this. Uh, He is... uh, on the ground at Austin Country Club covering the the match play this week. Um, He is Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel. And uh, Rex, welcome to the show. And uh, how is it in Texas this morning? Uh, Well, it's still dark. Thanks for having me back on the show. Do me a favor, Mike, and explain to me. I want to hear what it's all about. If you guys have figured out what match play and this event's all about, then I'm all ears. Um, I had Gary Van Sickle on a little earlier, and... um, I think I'm more confused now than I was before we talked. <laughs> you know, Gary. Very um, So, generally speaking, what do you think about match play? Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, if you didn't enjoy yesterday, you know, everything, the, the theatrics, I mean, Bobby McIntyre essentially making an ace on a par four. I mean, just to advance, just more happening in advance. Sergio Garcia winning a playoff with a hole-in-one, and those are the two highlights, and there's so many other stories that just pale in comparison. If you don't enjoy that, I don't think that you enjoy golf because there's an urgency to match play that I I truly appreciate. I I miss the old way, I'll admit. I'm like most people, I kind of miss the knockout stages when we would just start on Wednesday and it would be cut to 32 and on and on and on. I feel like they've watered it down a little bit. However, I, I think you still get part of that when you end up on Friday afternoon, like a Friday afternoon like we had yesterday, it was wildly entertaining. Uh, from here, we go straight to the knockout stages. I think everyone, the intensity kind of ratchets up a little bit. And I do think it's entertaining. Now, that being said, I've asked a couple players this week, just out of curiosity, would you want a steady diet of this? As much as we enjoy it, as much as you guys seem to enjoy it, you know, would you want this week in and week out? I, I don't know if that would be a good thing, if I'm being honest. But I think... Once a year, you come to this event, you enjoy yourself. Yeah, I think it's, it's great for golf. I do, too. Um, it sometimes border, borders on eh, a little silly, maybe. But, again, it's, it's something different. It's once a year. And, um, I mean, you see the strangest stuff in these things. Like, for the second week, now not in a row, but in the last month, Bryson DeChambeau, he of the 370-yard drives, 
hits the, hit for the second time, duffs his drive basically, right? Where what's what's that all about? Uh, well, that was a heel pull. It was on the tenth hole, and and I asked him about that afterwards because uh, I think the jar the drive measured forty seven yards, and that's going to kill his average. Um, <laughs> I, what he was trying to do there, and and this was a fascinating part of the week. I will say, I think when you when you look at what Bryson is able to do with the golf ball now, and you consider that he has an opportunity in match play to take advantage of that, and he talked openly about it. Hey, I want to try to intimidate my opponent. I want to try to put the ball in situations where it's a little gamesmanship. I want to see how they're going to react if I try to drive the 10th green. And that sounds great. You still have to execute the shot. And in this particular case, he didn't. Caught a tree limb, and, and he jokingly said, I was trying to drive the green, and I almost did it. He was actually referring to the, the practice putting green where he almost ended up. But uh, on any other course, I, I watched him yesterday. I followed that match just because I was really curious. I, I do appreciate where he's coming from. And look, I know there's a lot of things that Bryson does that kind of rub people the wrong way, at least at the PGA Tour level. But I am curious when he takes this new power, this new speed, this new ability to hit the ball ridiculous distances, and he takes it to an event like this. This golf course wasn't wasn't a good fit for that. It doesn't allow him to sort of open it up the way maybe another golf course would. You put him on another golf course, it could be fun to watch him in a match against any other player. I mean, you you could even put him in a marquee match against DJ. So I do appreciate that. However, you have to execute the shot. He didn't come anywhere close to that. No. Um, Obviously, there are surprises, quote-unquote, in these things. Um, who has been the biggest surprise so far in, in your mind? Uh, Bobby McIntyre, uh, the left-handed Scotsman yesterday. You, you know, as I, as I said, he kind of did something unbelievable on the final hole just for half and took an advance. Um, yeah. little-known guy. I mean, American Galleries probably aren't going to know a lot about him. He, he, he's, he's a guy that's not going to go out and impress you with a lot of parts of his game, but it's been fun to watch him. I, I think uh, he's the kind of guy we'll probably see at the Ryder Cup later this year. No. Oh. I, I did not see him yesterday. I was in and out. Um, but I saw the name and I said, hmm, not sure I know much about him. Um, so we're getting to that point where now things are getting more and more focused on the Masters. Um, this is, this is going to be interesting because people will be comparing this to what took place in November. Um, what are your feelings going into um, two weeks from today? We'll be halfway done. Uh, yeah, no one's going to compare this place to Augusta National, and I don't think anybody's going to compare next week in San Antonio to Augusta National. I, I think what you you guys are starting to shift their focus a little bit. And normally, you know, I've discovered throughout the years that during the Florida swing, and it's what you and I do. We have to ask questions about the Masters. We have, we all have stories to write and, and to sort of prepare. And there's normally a reluctance, you know, at Bay Hill, certainly at the Players' Championship, to sort of get into the Masters because you do want to stay in the present. You do want to think about trying to win Bay Hill and the Players' Championship. However, you're starting to see it with certain players. Certainly, uh, Sergio Garcia talked about it earlier this week about how certain shots he, he wants to try to hit at Augusta. And, again, this golf course is never going to be confused for Augusta National. But you can, you know, start thinking about certain shot shapes, certain things you want to work on with your short game. There's plenty of things that guys are working on right now with an eye towards Augusta National. Um, early pick for the Masters. 
Uh, I'm going to go straight. I was asked this yesterday, and I'm going to go straight chalk, and I know that's pretty boring. And I think it's been fun to listen to guys talk about last year's Masters in November. It was so different for all the reasons we can imagine. It played softer. It was just a vastly different golf course, which in itself I thought was entertaining. That being said, every player that says that immediately throws it on the back end like it's a sponsored element. Like, you know, this is the Golf Channel podcast presented by Callaway Golf. They always throw it on the back end with, oh, but DJ would have won even if it was played in April. It doesn't matter. Simply because I think he just has a game for that golf course. And we've seen it time and time again. Didn't have his best stuff this week. I don't know if that's really an indication that we should be concerned at all. I think a lot of guys probably coming in this week, as I just said, with an eye towards Augusta, and DJ would, would definitely be on top of that list. But I want to see how he reacts going into that week as a defending champ. There's a lot of things now hanging on him that have never been hanging on him. He's got to worry about the champion's dinner. He has more media obligations. All of these things he are now going to take away from his focus. Normally, I mean, DJ's the number one player in the world, but he largely flies under the radar, and that's not going to be the case. No. Well, Rex, I appreciate you coming on with me this morning. As always, enjoy the chat. Um, we'll catch up with you later down the road, I'm sure. Anytime. See you, Mike.